Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. I'm bright, vibrant, wearing green. Colin is in the dark, wearing blue, black. Wearing hat. blue out of all days. I, I guess you want should, should should put my light up. I I yeah, hate I, daylight savings time. Can't see. What, what do you what, what do you mean? This has nothing to do with daylight savings. Has everything to do with daylight savings time. You want to know why? Because it's now cold. it's already the sun's already halfway gone. It's eleven thirty. <laughs> Hey, Colin's blaming daylight saves. Now, I do agree. Halfway gone. Okay, yes, in theory, you are right. I'm just saying, you know, you have a much better argument at like 5 o'clock if we did this podcast and it's pitch black outside. Let me just tell you something. I just woke up, so. (laughs) Hard life of a man who works 2 to 10 p.m. In daylight saving, nonetheless. So now he's basically his whole day is darkness, if you think about it. (laughs) That's so true. Colin just wakes up in the dark, goes to sleep in the dark. It's a Batman effect. Um, but yeah, for those who didn't already check out our basketball reaction podcast, that is only on YouTube. So if you have not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, just type in Green Room. Um, boy, Green Room UNT, Green Room. Yep. I think any of those will work. So um, we're for instant reaction stuff like that, we'll just post it to the YouTube channel. So um, when it's only basketball, so check that out on the channel. Here we're just gonna be talking football, straight up. North Texas SMU, um, obviously a big game uh, for North Texas to try to get a win in the stretch of death, um, coming off of three straight uh, one possession losses uh, against Tulane, Memphis, and UTSA. Um. Where do, where do we start? Where do we start when, when looking at this game? How are we feeling? I'm absolutely terrified of this team. SMU is good. Like, I know that Tulane's really good, and they'll probably win the conference. SMU could also still win the conference, but, like, Tulane's really good. Memphis is really good. We've, we've been all through that. But this SMU offense is absolutely terrifying to me. Like, we could, not saying that this will happen, but we could be 69-10 Tulsa. Like, that could be us. Like, that's what's crazy about this offense uh, at SMU. SMU did beat the breaks off Tulsa. Um, if you go through their schedule to this point, they're 7-2 overall, 4-0 in conference play. I said going into the year, the expectation for SMU was to win the conference or at least be in the conference championship game, which it has not been in the conference championship since I think it was like 2010 or something crazy like that. Yeah, it's been a long time. Obviously, it's been a disappointing run for SMU when you spend this amount of money, the amount of money that they spend and the expectations they have. Uh, to not have been in the conference championship game. And then we know, you know, they've had some bowl losses that are very disappointing, gone through some coaches, yada, yada, yada. The two losses this year have been to Oklahoma by 17 points and to TCU by 17 points. The TCU loss, in my opinion, is a pretty bad loss because TCU is yeah. not good this year. Like, they're, TCU lost to Colorado. You go down the list of TCU games. TCU is not an imposing team. And SMU, while they had some chances in that game, TCU was looked like the better team, which, you know, so that's that's a disappointing loss if you're an SMU fan. But since starting conference play, you have a 34-16 win over Charlotte, 31-10 over East Carolina, 55-0 over Temple. Temple did, uh, didn't did have Warner in that game either. That was so it's the same team North Texas played. And then 69-10 over Tulsa, and then 36-31 over Rice. Now, um, also, I think it's 5-0 in conference, not 4-0, sorry. But the Rice game is the one that you texted me. It's like, hey, man, Rice Rice can do this. And I'm like, yeah, Rice is a pretty damn good team this year. We've said on the yeah. podcast a yeah. lot of times, like, Rice is actually um, capable. And uh, if North Texas played Rice, I'd be very, very scared. 
but still um, on the road, SMU gets that win. So five and zero. I think the thing is with this offense, like you said, it's it is intimidating. Preston Stone's been good this year, but the question mark is is Preston Stone playing? And at the moment, he's questionable. Um, obviously, I'm tight with Billy Embody, who covers SMU um, as well as LSU. And he was like, you know, it's it's up in the air. Maybe, maybe not. I will say, this is not from Billy, this is from me. It's like, this game being on a Friday, you know, gives him one less day in concussion protocol. And obviously, hope he's okay, you know, with this concussion. But it's like, that's one less day to, you know, get right to pass any tests he needed to pass whatnot. So if they have to go to the backup in Kevin Jennings, um, Billy told me that SMU fans love Kevin Jennings. So, you know, that's take that for what it's worth. But this was a three-star quarterback out of South Oak Cliff in Dallas, uh, retro freshman, unproven, obviously, because he didn't start last year, this year. And while SMU fans might love him, I mean, I'm okay with taking a shot. If you're North Texas going in this game, you're like, okay, we get to play a a guy who's maybe good against, or we get to play Preston Stone. And that's a pretty easy trade-off for me. So I would rather play Kevin Jennings. Oh, yeah. If they play, then, you know, maybe the defense can uh, maybe get a stop or two. Yeah, I mean... (sighs) The problem is, is with with the backup quarterback. He he did live a, a leading game winning drive against Rice, by the way. Um, yeah. Is that although it's SMU's backup, it's still SMU, and then two, this defense. It's I feel like this defense just can't take advantage of teams that are, you know. Uh, wow, I cannot one dimensional or something no, like short, that. Limited. Short, like sh- sh- wow. Just short on players, I guess. Like, okay. like, like short on game. the back. Like, for example, Temple would be the only example where I feel like that's really worked, and that's just because it took away everything that they've had, right? And like, it took them a half to figure out Temple. Let's not forget. Yes, yeah. Temple scored. Did they score all fourteen in the first half? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Temple is not SMU. SMU is way better, and just because they're missing their quarterback does not mean, in my head, that they still can't put up you know, whatever they want to against well, this North Texas defense. It's it's similar. I mean, last week against UTSA, Frank Harris didn't have to do much. Right. Like, right. It's like it was all in the run game. SMU right. ran for five yards per carry against Rice. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're two running backs, 15 carries, 11 carries, ended the game with five, car- five yards per rush. So if North Texas allows five, six, seven yards per carry in this game, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. And that's right. where the concern is. I do think it will help. Um, maybe keep the game closer for a longer amount of time. If if Kevin Jennings isn't obviously a dynamic passer, we'll have to see. Maybe he throws one interception or something. But ultimately, if this defense cannot get a stop against the run, if they cannot limit SMU in the run game and doesn't, and if they cannot give up, you know, multiple long touchdowns, yeah, then it's not going to matter. So. Uh, I'm interested in that regard, but I do think it's worth noting because it opens the door to North Texas being more competitive in this game than, you know, otherwise I would have said they were going to be. If if it was Preston Stone 100% healthy coming into this game, I'd say North Texas defense had a very, very little shot at stopping and holding SMU to under like 31 points. Now, yeah. you know, I think there's a way, there's a way they could hold SMU to like 31, 35 points. 
the question is, can they score that against SMU? So that's that. Now, <laughs> SMU's defense this point in the year has been even better than its offense. SMU's yeah. defense uh, on EPA ranks seventh in the country, uh, 16th against the run, 10th against the pass. Um, like I mentioned, you know, you go through the their their schedule in the American. I said this before the year. The schedule in the American for SMU is easy. Yeah. No Tulane and no AM. I'm sorry, UTSA. Sorry. <laughs> no UTSA and no t- uh, Tulane. Really, Memphis is their only game, I think, against the top five team in the conference. Yeah. I, I think I want to say. So to this point, you have, you know, the offense putting up numbers, but then the defense holding ECU to 10, Temple zero, to t- Tulsa 10. And, uh, you know, so that probably inflates it. But I do think they played well against Oklahoma as well, only allowing 28 points in that game. So the defense has been kind of a revelation for uh, Rhett Lashley and SMU. Uh, I can't get too deep into, like, the specific players. But overall, as the unit goes, that is – this is a defense that is at the very least on par with Tulane. Yeah. Going into it. So, I mean, can North Texas – maintain can they put together like a four quarters where they are consistently moving the ball or scoring the ball that's going to be the question because against Tulane obviously it was two different halves where couldn't couldn't I mean against the, the last ball. three games have been two different halves yeah so it's either all or nothing and on both sides of the ball if they could find some consistency I'd say they have a chance but this SMU team is is very very talented for a reason yeah, and if, if you want to look at it in a uh, big picture sense, this is the last chance they can have to make a bowl game. Three, uh, you have to win out. Yeah, barring five and seven APR coming through again. Yeah, that's uh, not happening. But I'm not even not banking on that one. Um, yeah, so that's that's my overall thought on SMU. I know the spread is 17, 17 and a half, something like that. 17. Does it feel – do you go into this game feeling better or worse than you did the last three games? Like, if you had to rank how you felt going into the stretch of death games, how are you feeling? UTSA, um, I felt the best about. I felt – yeah, I felt the best about UTSA. Memphis was probably second. And then I don't know how you arranged Tulane and SMU. I think SMU is better than Memphis. I think Tulane was scary – and they, they still are, but SMU to me has always had North Texas's number. Obviously, they picked up a few wins over the last few years, but it's always whenever SMU wins, it's usually by a lot. And that's what scares me the most. And and, and with it being a quote-unquote rivalry game, um, I think well, that's, that... This is the thing. It's like, I, I was on Billy's podcast, and it's like, they've played three straight games in, in, in close fashion, right? They didn't get blown right. out. And that was the step forward that we needed to see from this program is you're not getting blown out anymore by Memphis or UTSA or whatnot um, or Tulane, you know, those those good teams. Honestly, I think keeping it within 10 of SMU would be another really good result. Yeah, if, no, if I think you told really me going good. into the year, they had – they played this stretch of death and they went 0 and 4, but all four losses were by single or single digits. Yeah. I feel like I'd be pretty okay with that overall. I mean, right now they're 18. They've lost the last three games by a combined 18 points. So, yeah. I mean, that's really good. I mean, I, then- I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, like I said, I had, I had all these as losses. The fact that they're so close is really good. I'm just afraid that SMU is SMU to north texas and it's going to be 
whatever it's going to be. And, and I know that, like I said, that they've had wins in the past, but I think if this SMU team is different in trying to prove something else with it going to a new conference and North Texas, you know, with a new coach, I do not think is. They're not right on that now, level. Yeah, they're not on that level, especially defensively. Oh, especially defensively. I mean, the, the, this is a – we have to, you know, take what it is, right? When SMU had a new coach against Seth the Trail, it got blown out in Apogee Stadium. That was yep. a landmark win. SMU now under Red Lashley has not only the resources right now to pay for everything and players, um, but they're playing well. You know, give yeah. them credit. North Texas, this is a complete rebuild right here. A win here would be shocking. It would be – I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, I would love it too. But that's – I'm trying to remember like how I felt going into the Tulane game where I said, you know, they have no shot in this game, blah, 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 blah. Right. Now I'm like – I'm in a similar headspace where a win would be absolutely shocking and keeping it close, in my opinion, would be progress because – Are we – Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, are we giving – are we not giving North Texas enough credit for how it's played these last three games? No, I think we are, but they're we're, we're giving. I, I'm giving them credit, but at the same time, there's been no consistency to indicate right. that they can win this game. Yeah, what the the game that they show us four straight quarters of good football will be the first. And to this point, I'm not betting on that against arguably the best team that they've played this season. Mm-hmm. So, um. Yeah, I, I do think keeping it close is a step in the right direction because the last four games have been a 22-point loss, a 30-point loss, a 23-point loss, and a 38-point 30, loss. Yeah. So, you know, what are, what are we doing here? We're, we're trying to get – and obviously, like, you don't, you don't want to say you're trying to get to where SMU is because SMU, as far as, like, money-wise, is going to be on a different tier. But you're trying to get to the upper echelon of the American, whether SMU is in it or not. And in order to do that, you have to take step forward, which I think they've done over the last three games. And if they lose this game in close fashion, that'll be a four straight loss by, you know, single digits or less than two touchdowns, whatever it is. Yeah. That would be progress to me because they're they're 17 point dogs here. Like let's call it what it is. Vegas, they nobody sees them having any chance here. And you know, Seth Latrell never covered any spreads. If if um, Eric Morris goes into this stretch of death and covers what three out of four, yeah, yeah, covers. I mean, UTSA was almost a cover, but just missed it. So I think that's progress personally. And then we turn our attention after this game. We turn our attention to Tulsa and UAB. Tulsa and UAB. That's the season. That's the season right there. Is can you take what you learned in these four games and what you've shown and apply it to Tulsa and UAB? Because those you can't lose. You can't lose those games. And that yeah. that's where that's where I'm at. And if dude, I mean, they end the season five and seven, we just we leave it going, man, what happens if you start Chandler Rogers from day one? Yeah. You go that's, to a bowl game. You probably go to a bowl game. That's literally the story of the season. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at. It's I'm okay. I'm okay with, with a close loss if that happens in this game. Hopefully I agree. they don't get blown out. I agree. Now I got to see how good this quarterback is first, though. If this quarterback sucks, then I might just be reevaluating my my opinion here. Maybe, maybe um, Kevin Jennings is very shaky and gives us a couple free touchdowns. Yeah, that is the unknown, right? It just it's for me. It's hard to believe that any team with a with a run game 
and a defense. Like you said, UTSA last week. And SMU is a better team than UTSA. Um, So. All right. Um, Anything else? Uh, Any players you want to look – you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, I want to see, obviously, Jamoy Macklin. I'll tell you what. Trey Trey Cleveland Mm. uh, has started to come around quite a bit. um, Yeah. Texas. I mean – Blair Conright as well. This was obviously you had you have the fumble, but um, was it Conright who had the fumble in the first half against? No, it was uh, Jordan was Smart. Smart, sorry, yes. So Conright's gotten better. Cleveland's still there. Uh, Macklin Burns. I will give this receiving core credit. I think it's been better than what we thought it was going to be going into the year. How long do we think that Jamori Macklin can keep up this touchdown streak? Or did he not have one last game? I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think he did. I'll go look just in case. I don't. I don't. Think I don't he think did. he did either. I don't think he did. I thought that last game was the first one where he didn't have it. I'm pretty sure he didn't. But um, I mean, if he ends the year with 15 touchdowns, that's what four more touchdowns in three games. That'd be crazy. I mean, we're getting close to Jalen Darden's territory. Not really, but he had Jalen Darden. I think had 19 touchdowns in like 10 games or something crazy like that. So. Um, it's so crazy to think about 19 touchdowns in 10 games. Yeah, something along Jeez. those lines. But yeah, Macklin is putting together a very, very good season. Uh, I think he'll have one more year of eligibility left going into I think it. so, yeah. So can really up his stock and maybe, you know, put himself in uh, NFL position next year. All right. Anything else? Are you ready to pick him? I am ready to go bald. Current score. Here, let me turn. Let me. Let me get it open real quick. Let me yeah. speak out get of line. Get it, get it up there. North Texas podcast layout. Current score. Um, let me move this down to the bottom. Sorry, I'm so unprepared. All right, last week, the score was... We reviewed it on the podcast. Three, three, three one, right? Yeah, it was three one. One, it yes, was three one. Two points because yeah, we bought. It was a wash on the the final score. Yep. So, Bruni now has uh, twenty two, Colin twenty. All right. Now we go into SMU week, where we don't know who the quarterback is for SMU at the moment. I'm probably assuming it's Jennings, but regardless. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, let's do North Texas first half points given up. Allowed. Okay. So just SMU first half points. I guess SMU first half points. Yeah. So um, I'm. let's go with over under 20. Oh, what's this number going to be? 20 and a half. Good line, Colin. That's a good line. They always feel like good lines until the game. Yeah, until you watch the game and you're like, oh, this is this is an awful line. (laughs) Well, actually, no, I've set a couple of bad lines. I've set a couple of bad lines. First half team total 20 and a half for SMU. Yeah. I'm sorry, I have to take the over. God, I wanted the over. Would you have taken if I went 21 and a half? I would have taken the under. Damn it. 
Jesus. Okay, uh, what's your second one? I'm I'm distraught after that. Um, <laughs> gave me a free point. I I think I gave you a free point because they gave up 27 to UTSA. They gave up. Yeah, it's it's a more lot. than 21 in every game. Yeah. Dang it. Okay. Um, let's go with. Let's do a let's do a running back one. I feel like we haven't okay. we haven't given the running back yeah, some love. We haven't. Um, let's do. I guess we'll just do rushing because I feel like they always do. Uh, everyone has a good game every other game. Let's yeah. do over under North Texas rushing yards. It's so Aver- averaging one hundred eighty on the season. Yeah, five point one per carry. Sorry, I'm trying to get to uh, fourteen touchdowns. That's impressive. I'm Dang. trying to get to SMU's allowed. It's not going to be a lot. I'll tell you that much right now. Probably, <laughs> probably like 90. I know. 90 a game, you think? Yeah. It is. I mean, SMU allowed 50. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. SMU did allow 148 to Rice. Give them their credit there. Five yards per carry from Rice. Um, a lot of those. I mean, they had a 57 yard run. So, all right, make the line. Let's go. <sighs> 100 and 37 and a half under okay i'll go over i'll go over i'm right. feeling of, i've just sealed my faith yeah you did maybe not though maybe not and that is the joy of the pick'em bruni that is the joy of the pick'em. all right How do I want to do this? How do I want to do this? <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do a North Texas one. I'll be North Texas positive first. Mm. North Texas longest touchdown over under 30 and a half yards. Longest touchdown over under 30 and a half yards. Over. All right. I'm unsure how to check the stat like that, but I feel like they've broken that every game. All right, my turn uh, again. So you had the longest touchdown uh, over 30, 30.5 yards. I had under. Rice did rip off a 57-yard rushing touchdown, so that would be great for you in both respects. I just need that one to happen early. Like, <laughs> I need it to happen early. A first half rushing touchdown of over like 50 yards and rushing or otherwise it doesn't matter what it is i just need something (laughs) colin is losing his mind oh Um, man that would just be absolutely sad okay so that's a positive one for north texas um north texas defense i'm gonna go off the cuff here you maybe you can take advantage of this i don't know um i'm gonna do one little research tidbit real quick to see if i can find it jeez all right north texas tackles for loss so tackling smu's offense in the backfield um unt tackles for loss over under three and a half um let me confirm that 
they still haven't gotten like any. Oh, they had four last game. Rice did not get a tack- get a sack. Rice did not get a sack last game. But you said tackle for loss. Yes, I know that is different. But I'm just saying, Rice did not have a sack. I think would be we did this earlier this season. Yes, we and did. it was I right on. It. it was a Navy. The Navy game it wasn't Navy, and I think I won it. But I feel like they've gotten slightly better somehow at that. Mm-hmm. Over under three and a half. They only had three against Tulsa Tulane, but they had six against Memphis and four or five against UTSA. Um, I'm gonna go over. You sure about that? I think they run the ball a lot. Okay, and you know maybe backup quarterback can help you out there. I'm I'm only ho- hoping that they just run the ball a lot, and then we just like. Like shoot you a just send every, you just send everybody and you just get a guy to like negative point one that's that's what i'm hoping for um also the last three games there has been a touchdown over 30 yards all right by North you're Texas. Good. if it stops against smu i i'm not gonna I lie Colin. i all four of these picks are the ones that i would have taken anyways so well i did get to pick the first two anyways but yes year two i'm very excited about it well, my uh, my two are pretty bad, so I guess I need to win the score prediction. So, all right, what's your score prediction? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. On Billy's podcast, I said a higher total, and now that Preston Stone is questionable to maybe even doubtful, I think there's maybe hope of getting a stop or two. Um, mm-hmm. I do. I don't think it comes in the first half, obviously. But in the second half, maybe reel it in maybe a bit, bring it a little closer. Give me SMU 34, North Texas 28. No, 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 no. 27. Mm. What was it? SMU 34, North Texas 20? SMU 34, North Texas 27. Jeez, that's close, huh? It is close. I, I said before I was coming on, I was picking one, one touchdown spread with their backup quarterback. That's what I'm, my thinking was. That's what your thinking was. If now, I I need get... Preston, now I need Preston Stone to start. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I still think SMU does SMU things. I'm going to go SMU 38. North Texas, 28. Okay, so all that, and you didn't even pick that big of a difference. Oh, three points. I priced this right at you, so I need this. I need this. All right, we'll see. Um, anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, basketball plays again on – we have to also remind everybody who maybe wasn't aware, this game's on a Friday night, Friday, 8 p.m., yeah, on tomorrow. ESPN 2, I believe. Yep. So yes, tomorrow. Um, so tune in. Don't miss it. Follow us on Twitter. We'll be live tweeting it as always. We'll have our instant reaction podcast up that night, tomorrow night. So tune into that. And then basketball plays on Saturday nights. So we'll see um, how that goes against Nebraska, Omaha. We won't have a reaction podcast up for that. But regardless, there it is. Um, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we are, we'll look maybe to have a guest on not next week, the following week, because next week we'll be in Charleston mm. for the Charleston Classic, repping our mean green. Also, Colin, side note, I was, I was wearing this shirt playing basketball, and someone asked me, you go to UNT? I said, oh, I did. 
I did. Mm-hmm. And he was like, wow, where is that? And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, you know what North Texas is, but you don't know where, where it that's is. That's pretty like, impressive. Like, how do you even, I mean, maybe that's just the brand, you know, maybe he saw the, the logo. Yeah. I want to know like, why he, why they asked you if you've been there or if you're going there right now when it's November and you should be there right now if you're, if you're going there. I know it was like 5 p.m. playing basketball. I know, and they're like, I know, you know, I went there in the past. And he's like, where, where exactly is that? Is that just the northern part of Texas? I was like, yeah, just <laughs> north of Dallas. But I, North I, Texas in the northern part I could part see of Texas somebody thinking crazy. that's not from Texas, thinking maybe that's like the panhandle, you know? And I'm like, no, it's just 45 minutes north of Dallas. Like, that's it. So could you think that though, Panhandle? I mean, if you're not from Texas and you look at a map of Texas, does anyone does anyone actually like look at the Panhandle going? That's I, Texas. I like I not. like I don't think of the Panhandle when I think of Texas. Honestly, we should just give it to Oklahoma. I always think of it cut off, like it's like north, and then you have Panhandle. Like it's like it's like that. Where's Amarillo? I don't think it's in the Panhandle, is it? It's I think it's close. I could be wrong. It could be more west than I'm thinking. I feel like I, I drove through it when I went to uh I might be thinking Colorado, of a different city. But I guess that would make sense. Hold on. Hold on. Quickly, quickly for the verification. It is in the panhandle. I was right? Yes. For some reason in my head, and I don't know why I thought this, I, th- I imagine the panhandle being as skinny as Oklahoma's. And I don't know why, because I've lived in Texas. Look, either we need to give Oklahoma the, the panhandle, or we need to take that little bit from Oklahoma. There needs to be a war over that Take little, that little bit. What do you mean? Oh, that sliver? The sliver. So then we have a super long panhandle? Yeah, the sliver of Oklahoma. It's not going to show up, I don't think. Yeah, that. You see it? That is... You could, yes, I see it now. Yep, there it is. Oh, the, Dodge. Does that say Dodge City? Yeah. Shout out Jason Edwards. Anyways. Um, Jason Edwards. Shout out all the Juco boys <laughs> that have gone through like Hutchinson, Kansas, and Dodge City, Missouri, all of y'all, whatever it is. So, um, yeah. Anyways, that's it. Uh, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back after the game on Friday, late Friday night. It's an 8 p.m. kickoff, so Jeez. we'll be wide awake. Um, but, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Leave us a five-star rating review wherever you're listening on the Republic of Football podcast feed. Um, and leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe on YouTube. Um, we appreciate the support. Oh, what are we at? Uh, we were like 276 last I checked, something like that. 300 was just wrong. <laughs> Sorry. We're going to go, we're going to go from getting like 10 subscribers in a month to getting 30. 279. In- wow. That's actually impressive. It might be some UTSA people. Shout out to y'all. Um, that one I don't guy. think SMU people are going to watch our pod. But if y'all do subscribe as well, I would. Who do you hate it. more, UTSA or SMU? You, mm, look, UTSA is a bigger rival, like significantly bigger yeah. rival. But I also don't like SMU a lot. I like have like a deep hatred for SMU. Yeah. yeah. Like they can say what it want, like whether it's a rivalry or not. I don't care. I just don't like. Yeah. Them. If I didn't go to North Texas, I'd hate SMU. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's the difference you know like utsa like yeah it's right. like it's, it's like it's I, if I didn't, yeah it's like that's a very much north texas versus it's a friendly you know, rivalry you know UTSA. it's like that's it's like, like a rivalry thing like hey you know we both yeah. are like here in the trenches battling Whereas i think out. smu looks at north texas and like god that trash you know and i look at smu and i'm like god here's the I thing hate all of you whatever regardless of you know if north texas loses this weekend all of it all of the pressure turns to Ross Hodge and North Texas basketball. 
you have to beat SMU. Before the I did not even think about because this. how because did I SMU, not think about this? We've talked about this before. SMU's basketball program has been ducking North Texas the, since Grant McCaslin took over. Yeah, and so they're not going to play you once they leave for the ACC. So this is your one chance this year to be like, hey, y'all think y'all are you know some big bad you know tough dudes just spending a bunch of money out here on football? Well, let's let's go on the hardwood real quick. Here's and we question. got a bunch of JUCO guys here that are ready to just <laughs> square up and beat you. And so that's where I'm at with uh, Would you SMU. rather have a UTSA win or a North Texas basketball win over SMU? Uh, that's a good question. That's a good question, Colin. Is I'd North rather Texas have the SMU over, uh, over UTSA or at, North Texas football. Basketball well, is, doesn't count. The thing is, yeah, no, I understand. The basketball win would be so sweet because, like I said, SMU doesn't want to play North Texas. Right. So now it's like we're here at your doorstep, whether you want to play us or not. Right. So I probably would lean that because we're playing UTSA no matter what. And I think yeah. that'll be like a back and forth series for a bit. But yeah, that, U- that SMU game. When is that SMU game? Speak I hate of- SMU. <laughs> Speak of the dough, let me see when that SMU game is exactly. Um,. SMU North Texas in the pit January 25th and then they play again on February 11th. What day is that? I might have to go there. January 25th is a Thursday. God dang it. The SMU game is on a Sunday if you're interested in that. It's probably the same day. Di- oh no, we're in Van Alstine now. Yeah. Wait, yeah. you said the game is on January 25th, which is a Thursday. But the yeah. game is on a Sunday? No, this the other game is on February 11th, which is on a Sunday. Oh, at SMU. Oh, the second oh, one. I'm not Howard. going to SMU. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Okay. That's really far too. Just take off work on Thursday and make the drive. I you don't have round up your friends. Round up your pals. You, know you think anyone? Doing. You think anyone from Van Alstine is on the way to Denton? Yeah, that's a great city. Who do you think is on the way? The VA. Nobody. Okay. Well, you could pick up some of your friends in Dallas and whatnot, or in Denton. I think between me and Denton, there's like a total population of like 6,000 people. Well, you just got to go down and take 35. No, no, no. I, I, the, the way I get to Denton is an hour, and I go straight west through back roads. Yeah. That's the fastest way. Yeah. After you do 121, 35, it's like an hour and a half. And I'm not about that. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, there's the geography of Texas. We talked about that a lot in this podcast. Yeah. But um, for us. That's it. We're done. Uh, We will talk to you all tomorrow. See you.